You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Up Your Brave show, here with your host, Natalie Cutler-Welsh on Reality Check Radio. I'm so thrilled to dive deep into an interesting topic with my next guest, Carmel Riley. We'll be talking about super manifesting. Welcome, Carmel. Kia ora, Natalie, and kia ora to your audience. It's wonderful to be here with you. I'm so glad that we finally connected. And for those of you that don't know Carmel, Carmel Riley is an Indigenous entrepreneur turned author and spirituality leader from Aotearoa, New Zealand. She's passionate about teaching people how easy it is to overcome childhood, family, and ancestral trauma, harness their slow brain waves, especially Delta, and expand their 90% imaginative subconscious mind. Because when you shift out of everyday stuckness and a fear-based mindset, you can manifest your goals more easily and tap into unlimited universal energy. <laughs> Carmel is mom to three young adults, Josh, Harry, and, Ra- and Raf. And lives in the forest close to the Manukau Harbor with Captain Sam, their Labrador, <laughs> two Burmese cats, and many, many native birds. Well, shout out to your three young adults and also shout out to Captain Sam and the cats. So good to have you here. So good to be here with you and in the same city as well, connecting up the west where I am and the east where you are. That's I know. And we both love the forest because uh, I had my forest retreat a few weeks ago and Mm. you live in the forest. My goodness. Um, Before we dive into super manifesting, which I'm so curious about. And by the way, I was literally just listening to something about fear-based mindset. So that is going to be great to get into. Can you let our Mm. listeners know a bit more about your journey? What brought you here to this area talking about super manifesting. Thank you. And uh, it's really fun to talk about this because I think that we're in a time in our consciousness where everybody is shifting and upgrading and challenging, or they may just be dividing themselves between them and everyone else. And, And I guess I was a little bit like that. I had teenage parents 16 and 19 when I was born and I experienced a pretty traumatic uh, early childhood and it wasn't really until my 40s until my children were you know almost they were good good into their teenage years when some of these patterns started to show up and and really turn me from being a normal achieving uh, person into somebody who was completely and utterly confounded with the amount of conflict that was coming through my life. And so, yeah, I, I spent a bit of time being really angry about, angry with other people and angry with myself and just really damn angry. And uh, and finally, I decided I had to do something about it, which is when I turned to this very, I guess it's like a, uh, a, a, a deep delve into meditation. And it just changed absolutely everything. It changed. It changed me from the inside out. And that made me really passionate about wanting to work with other people because we have a lot in this country. We have a lot of Māori and Pacific people struggling with these patterns. Mm. It made me really passionate to want to work with people who wanted also to understand this and overcome it. Was that deep, deep meditation that you're speaking of, you know, that pivotal point for you, was that a one-off experience that turned things around? Or was it that you got into a pattern of manifestation and, sorry, meditation um, that changed things gradually? 
I wanted I want to say it was just one meditation. But <laughs> no, sadly, I don't think it is one meditation. I think there's one event generally that catalyzes mm. a, a deeper journey. But in the early phases, I think you say, oh, I've got it sorted now. I've got the answer to life. I've gone through this process and I know exactly how it all works. But oh, no, it, it just doesn't work like that. <laughs> it's a deep deep unfolding of uh of realization and uh and more work to do but i think the thing that the the part about the not so much the instant but the real the real depth of understanding came about unconscious patterns and because it's the unconscious patterns it's the things that happen to you from the time you're in your mother's womb when the soul hits the embryo through to about three that most of us can't find so there were a couple of uh, meditations and assisted uh, work that I did with other mentors that really took me into that space and then once you get there you can go into many many, many other places, you know, in terms of your own awareness. Mm. Yeah, because it's it's not so much that we've blocked it out. We just can't access that or those early stages. Uh, it's it's that it's, it's partly that we are, I guess, that we just don't, we're not exposed to it. It's it's not something that people ever say, hey, guess what? I did a childhood regression and I found out that my mother was really, really ashamed of having me as a baby. And that's kind of like been sitting there brewing away for 40 something years. And now it's like part of why I'm I'm acting the way that I am. It's why I'm drinking the way that I am. It's why I'm fighting the way that, it's, why that I am. It's why I've suddenly gone and divorced someone I've loved for all these years. And it's those unconscious patterns that are so easy to find when you kind of know how to do it. And mm. and and it's that that I guess is the is the real uh, block for most of us. Yeah. And you mentioned patterns showing up and you mentioned anger. And what I've definitely seen in my experience, and I'm, I'd love to know if you've seen this as well, a lot of people are being super triggered at this stage or things that they've never, either never dealt with or never really realized are kind of bubbling up for them. And it's, I guess it's a great opportunity for people to either embrace that and do the deep work or else, I don't know, numbing tactics or avoidance. I'm not sure. What are you seeing that a lot of people are navigating, particularly at this time we're all going through? Well, it's, you know, anger is actually such a wonderful energy if you're prepared to go with it because, and you probably know this, it's it's something that you can move and shift quite easily, but it's the, it's the energy underneath that. It's the, it's the shame, mm. it's the guilt, it's the division, it's the, and, and these are often, uh, we don't even realize how ancestrally they're embedded in us and how far that goes back to right, right, right back to our survival mode as cavemen when we were, you know, running around bashing each other the head and enslaving each other into tribes and et cetera, et cetera. That's so embedded in our psyche. And it's those, it's those really dense energy systems that are there that are the, the real challenges. 
So so in my case, and I imagine a lot of people who, who are brought up with a religious upbringing may have this embedded within them. There's a lot of division and judgment and uh, and fire and brimstone. And, you know, in my case, I was Jehovah Witness. So we had a lot of dropping down into holes with Armageddon. My mother wasn't a Jehovah Witness. My parents split up. So there was this real, you know, rightness and correctness and so those are some of the more challenging vibrations or, or conditioning programs that you may not even realize how are embedded in your system. And, and it's so it's essentially this lifelong process to shift and change all of the 95% of what's in your huck, you know, in your system and in your head and, and up level that and make it feel better, which is which is, I guess, that's why I uh, uh, why I've come into describing my work as super manifesting, because mm. it's that it, it's about, uh, and it's partly, you know, I'm 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 tapping into some powerful other leaders out there, like you know, Joe Dispenza being supernatural, you know, a superman, superwoman, all of those archetypes, because it's about saying, well, the whole of who you are, which is an embodiment of absolutely everything multi-dimensionally that you think is just showing up as this little Carmel or this little Natalie even though you know in your case you're not little and neither am I but you know we can think little we can be really mad about the person that's just cut us off and I know you know this because you're from Christ you know you're from Christchurch as well and everyone's always driving over the lane and into your lane so we can think little in that moment or we can reach for this hugely infinite source of guidance of positive perspective of unlimitedness and I guess that that's what I have uh really decided to embrace and teach people to mm. embrace because it's so easy to fall into criticism mm. it's so easy to think oh I'm not doing enough it's so easy to be distracted distraction is the number one cause of anxiety in our world and the number one challenge for us everything is so noisy we we find it uh really difficult to get into those that slowness of actually finding. So that is what this this process of super manifesting, it's about just like coming into that greater awareness of your own being. Yeah. Shifting away from criticism, I think a lot of people, I definitely want to do more of that. I find myself to be sometimes quite judgmental. Um, and although I do have a very positive perspective, but I, I imagine a lot of people would want to be in a state of having a positive perspective. Um, so let's talk about super manifesting. You know, how, if someone's curious to learn, well, I guess, what what is that exactly? What would that look like? And how would we, are there some techniques you can share with us today? Yeah, absolutely. So, so a lot of people said, why have you called that book? Which I've just written this book about super manifesting. Why have you written a book about super manifesting? What is super manifesting? Well, I guess I always compare it to what, exists for everyone so everyone's a manifester whatever in your was in your life right now you've manifested it and some of that is great and then we all have some areas where we could improve upon <laughs> most of us are manifesting almost all the time which means just running out everyday programs which came from the day before and the day before and the day before right back to those unconscious blocks which we set in stone with half the time, they're not even ours. They're our mums, our dads, 
you know, what people said to us at school, if we were bullied at school, you know, all of those things that happen, we basically been recycling those same thinking programs. I'm not worthy. I'm not loved. I'm, you know, I'm not accepted. I'm not, you know, wealthy. I'm poor. My parents, you know, all of these really, really unhelpful. That's manifesting. Mm-hmm. And then super manifesting is that very, I guess, the, 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 the small amounts of time where you slow everything down enough to really hear the pulse of you. And that you is different for all of us, but few of us actually decide, hey, I know there is more to this being who has this name, who was brought up in this way, who happens to be in this country at this time, connecting with these people and these experiences. So that's the process of super manifesting because it's a slow, it's a deep, it's a with your eyes closed, it is uh it is it is full awareness of how loved you are in the moment, how how loving, how your loving guides, how your loving ancestors, how the cosmos is there as you're speeding on this wet rock that is earth. <laughs> You know, it's it's yeah, it's 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 so much more. And I think most of us, if we're just in our everyday mode, we forget it. We've completely forgotten the stillness of breeze, of the trees, the wealth of our natural world, the the beauty that we're surrounded by all of the time. Yeah. And when people do that, right, when they slow down enough, and when I when I think about that, I, I want to close my eyes, I want to put my hand mm. on my heart to just bring, to like as you said, slow everything down to hear the pulse of you, they're being present. Because usually we're so caught up and I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do that, or that happened and that didn't happen. We're so in the future or we're so in the past. Mm. We are. And everything is inside us in this one moment, including our nervous system, which is always happy to be allowed to settle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and so I mean, you 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 just brought up this amazing technique. Like you 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 said, I want to slow down. I want to come into my heart. Well, I walk around tapping my heart oh. a lot of times. All my solar plexus, where my vagus nerve is. Just, and, uh, you know, I said this to my son about his busy, stressful job. I said, just close your eyes. And he said, mum, mum, how am I supposed to do that? And I'm like, no, just close your eyes for one minute and then see how you feel. And, yeah, but he thought I was crazy because it is counterintuitive when you are super busy Mm. and you are super stressed to say, okay, I'm going to take. 33 seconds with my eyes closed doing some breathing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, most people would suggest the breathing, but the eyes closed is a bit different. And it is, it's so easy, but it, for some, I guess it would feel strange, especially depending on the office working environment that you're in. <laughs> Put on some sunglasses and close your eyes. Yeah. There's a really good reason though for it, Natalie, which I'm really pleased you brought up because we are bombarded. Mm. Every second by 11 million bits of data, 10 millions of those bits are sight, light, and 
the next is touch and then you know which is you know only only a nine percent and then that tiny one percent is the smell and the taste and the hearing so if you think about that if 90 percent of the incoming data every second is light as soon as you close your eyes essentially you are telepathic, you are psychic, you are, you know, <laughs> you're reaching into this incredible place of where everything is present. You're, you're in the esoteric realm. Yeah. And I think that is the real benefit of a good, deep meditation. It's mm. because of the time that your eyes are closed and I know for me, like, you know, I have three businesses and I literally do not sleep ever. I am running around doing so many <laughs> things all the time. Like if I did not meditate, mm. I, you know, I probably would be, I probably, you know, would lose my, actually lose my mind. But those, you only need 12 minutes to for your brain to entrain, actually. For your brain to entrain and train to the slower beats of Delta. And there are some ways to hack that because you asked me, is there one meditation that you can do that can rapidly change? And there actually is. And they uh, it's a combination of getting the Delta tone or Epsilon, which is an even beautiful, more beautiful brainwave speed. But if you so you use use binaural beats or some form of uh, technology, and if you you can literally put this into your ear, you know, and put it on into your headphones, you'll entrain in probably eight minutes. Mm. But if you're doing the work yourself, it generally takes about twelve minutes for mm. you to get enough of disconnect yourself from the. Yeah, mind going. I must do this, and I must do that, and oh, I've got to do that, and ah, oh, just you know, you know that your your critical part. Mm. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because some people would be curious about this and want to do it on their own, so they might ask, you know, is there a link or is there a YouTube? And then other people are like, well, I'm just, I'm really never going to do it unless I book myself into like a meditation class mm. and go there, and then I'll then I'll do it. So it, is that the type of thing people can do? All of all of the above. Um, depending on where they live, they can maybe access a class that does this type of meditation or, or get get a video link or something like that. Well, so I have a little bit of a bugbear about this because I really believe that if you are listening to somebody else's voice, particularly, you are not doing the work. The (laughs) whole point is to listen within. So if you've got an app on and this person is saying, you are wonderful, you are abundant, you love you. No, I'm not. (laughs) You you know, it's different than you actually doing the work. And also because you have a different system inside. And vibration. No, no, it's it's, it's a way of perceiving. So if you... You can generally tell the way people are subconsciously processing and perceiving by how they speak. Mm. So if they're saying, I feel, I feel, they're kind of, you know, they're feelers. If they, if you close your eyes and suddenly, you know, you get all these visions coming to you through symbols of sight, then you're, you'll be a visual, a clear a clairvoyant. Me, I'm a clear audience, which means if I close my eyes and ask for a download, I'll get some stupid song or some silly message will turn up, you know, through my ears. So it's until you actually 
mm. kind of like cut out the noise, be present with your inner self, you can't really work out what your feeling tone, your perceiving tone, your your sensory uh, inner sensory perception is because you're just blocking it out with more noise, with more, uh, you know, with somebody else's system. Mm. So I think definitely the point with meditation is it doesn't matter how long. It matters that it's deep. It matters that you lead it. It matters that it's every day. That's all that matters. However you get that, however you deepen it, however for however long, whatever you do, as long as you are listening and hearing. And not multitasking. Mm, yeah, no, multitasking. You know, some people would be like, I'll just listen to it while I do the dishes, right? <laughs> well, with the binaural beats, you could, with the brain tech, you, if it's, you know, if it's entrainment, you probably can do that. But that's still not you taking back, you know, you taking your power. It's you, you know, it's you being uh, led along by something else. And I think that that is, that is also a really massive reminder to us that we create everything with our thoughts and our feelings. So why are we always giving the power to those things that are outside of us? Yeah. Let's talk a bit more about your book because so this is available now and what type of things are covered in the book? Like, do you have certain exercises or, um, mm -hmm some chapter titles that you can share with us just to give us a little bit more of a sneak peek. And by the way, everybody listening, I will definitely put the link to it. It's on Amazon and I'll put the link to that on the replay page. So you can um, head along on the app or you can go to realitycheck.radio, click replays and find it there. Yeah. So tell us a bit more about the book. Well, I wrote the book um, and it's, it was kind of a, I wanted to show people how easy it is to meditate and to hypnotize yourself daily and uh, to be an energy healer and to uh, work with your heart. So I think the key chapters that may really interest people and which are a little bit different, I know that they're different because, you know, people have said that. The, the chapter on the heart really talks about some of the science, but, you know, some of the heart math. Mm. And there is the Heart Math Institute. I love that. I love their work. So that talks a little bit about slowing your heart and your vagus nerve and then how that works physically and metaphysically. The chapter on, and then there's a chapter on being super conscious. So we are all super conscious all the time especially when we listen. <laughs> and so it talks about the levels of brainwaves that help to bring you into your superconscious thinking. And it talks about how the parts of your mind, because, and I guess a little, again, a little thing that's different is I do not want to kill the ego. I believe that ego is a beautiful part of our minds. It is what gives us our flavor and our character and our determination, our stubbornness, our, our unique vision as individuals. And it's the it's the it's like the window to the soul. So why would you kill your ego? Why would you stab yourself in the eye with a compass? Why would you do that? You know, so but it it is about understanding how the ego works with the conscious mind and the subconscious mind, how the subconscious connects into the matrix, quantum source, all that is, you know, so it's sort of about demystifying this 
thinking and this the, the brainwave speeds because a lot of people do not understand how to make the most of their brainwave speeds and how to uh you know how to how to when you want to have your brainwaves slow down when you want to have them speed up how there's no real separation between being asleep and awake is just the depth the brainwaves so all of those kind of things which are just a little bit different i really wanted to explain them to people so that they could understand how 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 they were in control of this incredible energy system and how it's more you know it's just so much more fun to concentrate on that than all of the tiny things we mostly worry about like where's my stuff where's my stuff where's my stuff <laughs> why is my stuff not showing up <laughs> why do I not have as much stuff as everybody else you know those are the kind of if you talk to most people that's the sort of thing that they're worrying yeah. about yeah well, thank you for reminding us that things like anger and things like ego are not bad. There's beauty behind them. And I think your book, the timing is amazing because I, what I really see, and my audience knows this because I'm always bringing things that are a little bit more holistic um, to the table, but I really feel like society, you know, here in New Zealand and internationally are more and more ready, seeking, craving uh to look at things from a broader perspective and a deeper perspective and a more quantum possibly perspective than before than just the 3d you know give me some tips on mindset it's deeper than that it is it is and slower i think that's the other thing that i've become uh you know when i'm not running around 20 you know basically it's 23 hours a day of running around <laughs> at high speed in one hour, sometimes two. Two is my preferred for meditation. Can I ask, do you know your human design type? You sound like a generator. I'm a manifesting generator. Manifesting generator, yeah. okay. But you know, again, this is number. This is book number two. I have an issue with the human design. Just a little dis a, a, a issue. You're allowed to have an issue. <laughs> no, it's just around the astrology because we're opposite to the rest of the world. So we, my human design puts me with my cancer rising but I'm just as much Capricorn rising because we are a whole we're the opposite seasons so it doesn't actually work down under neither does the northern astrology system I will check I'll check in with my <laughs> resident expert about that um no that's that is it is really interesting but I think the main thing is uh, you know, in terms of most people now, well, more and more people, I'll say, are really, really leaning into self-understanding, like mm -hmm. understanding themselves with a curiosity rather than moving away from judging ourselves to understanding ourselves and appreciating ourselves, but also how truly powerful we are. Oh, if we allow ourselves time, as you said, just kind of slow down and then mm -hmm. to tap into, what did you call it when you sometimes tap into the slower or the faster something the delta brainwave yes yeah. yeah tell me a little bit more about that if we do yeah. it with intention when would we want to tap into the slower or the faster brainwaves yeah so that, that's a really interesting question and, and again a big, big part of why I wrote the book delta brainwaves are what you get when you're deeply asleep mm. but there is this misconception that we need eight hours of sleep and that it's all got to be at this and that there's no variation between the depth of our sleep. 
So if you get enough, what all you really need is two hours of Delta. And what Delta does is it resets everything. It detoxifies. It helps you to, you know, rest, digest, heal. It's hard to get that. Like if if you had, I've got one of these watches that, uh, you know, health trackers, so I know how much Delta I'm getting. If I only get up an hour and a half of Delta at night, I'll make sure that I get the deep meditation in the day. Mm -hmm. Because you can get, as long as you are able to work through a process to just slow it all down and to let your brain entrain, you'll get into Delta. So you don't have to get it at night. And if you're, you know, if you're struggling with sleeping at night, it's really good to know this. The other thing is Delta never comes in about more than 50 minutes. I'd love to see a person who got more that Delta than 50, 50 minutes. You're sleeping as a wave and a lot of people are awake and there are definitely there are things to do to improve it. But the key with it is to make sure you just get two hours a day, whether that's at night or whether that's taking a, nap if you need it or a deep active meditation in the middle of the day the key is delta Mm. everything I mean Tony Robbins he says everything there's nothing that can't be achieved in alpha and I agree with him but there's a lot more that can be done with delta two hours of delta a day two hours of delta and it doesn't have to be consecutive it just needs Mm. to be total quantum yeah. I actually had a nap on the weekend. I am like you, I'm very go go all most of the time, but I just felt so tired. And I'm like, I'm gonna have a nap. And I just <laughs> it was so luxurious. I don't I don't know if I actually slept that much, but I definitely closed my eyes, allowed myself to quiet, you know, to, you know, just to be in a more calm state. And there's nothing I love more than lying in the sun. I was on my bed, but this, it was a sunny day. So it was just, mm-hmm. it was lovely. So um, that's mm-hmm. good to know that we can, if we didn't get the Delta at night, we can do a deep meditation or have a nap. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, I must say, I have found some brainwave tech where you literally need 10 minutes and you will feel like you, you can, you know, you can, you actually feel as if you've almost come out of a night's sleep. It really is quite a, uh, it's, it's just so much fun to know that you can be really tired and, you know, you can go and sit on the toilet in your workplace and take put your timer on your watch for three minutes, 33. There is a guru, Richard, uh, Gordon from Quantum Touch, three minutes, 33, and you set it, you say, I'm going down to Delta, you set your intention, you close your eyes, you work through your process, boom, come back out and uh, and be refreshed. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the toilet stop meditation. And it's, it's, yeah, it's just so much fun. I think that that's made, maybe, you know, I'm, I'm so passionate about it is because we have our everyday thinking, right? When you start regularly breaking up your everyday thinking, all of these, you know, weird and wonderful uh, coincidence, synchronicities, Mm. miracles, I think miracles are a natural state. But this alchemy, this magic starts to catalyze around you. Yeah. How much of this for the super manifesting? Um, how much of this involves somebody knowing what they want, what they desire, what they want to create in their life? Um, whether they're a, like me, I'm a visionary as well. Like meaning I like to see things. And even when I greet people, I always say, good to see you. It was so nice to see you. I'm always using visual languaging. Um, 
whether they, you know, have a vision of what they want, how important is that in terms of their super manifesting? It's 50%. (laughs) 50% is intention and expecting. And then the rest is a little bit of consistent work outside the everyday. Mm. So yeah, you have to, and I spoke with some really incredible woman yesterday who, uh, who was basically saying to me that you have to be super, super, super clear as well. And if you're a spiritual wishy-washy person, I tend to sometimes, you know, I can sometimes I'm in, I say to people, I'm sorry, I'm I'm in one of the the, the supernova galaxies that's a really long way away from here. And I'm not with you on this planet at the right at, 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 you know at this moment. And that if you're spiritual, often we can be floating around you know, light years away from the rest of the population. So, uh, yeah, it is, it's really helpful to get super clear. Mm. And also, how difficult is it to get uh, positive around you? Tell me, tell me a goal you're working on right now. What's come, what are you bringing to bear right now? Let's just have a little play with that. Well, you know, I really, just then I was really picturing myself um, traveling around Canada with my family. I've been here 27 years. I've been back twice. My family has never seen where I'm from. I did take my son. We had four days in Toronto, um, which was amazing. This is like five years ago, but I really haven't traveled around Canada. I really haven't seen, I've been to maybe 10 or so countries around the world. So that's something I would really love to do. Mm. It's on my bucket list. Yeah. So that's amazing. You want to be traveling around home. Is that correct? I don't know if I'd use that word, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, but but when you say I'm putting it on my bucket list, yeah. you're separating yourself. When you say I haven't done this, you're separating yourself. Do you see how? E- I, and I'm not being critical at yeah, all. Go for it. But do you see how easy it is to yeah. just have a very clear? I want to be in Canada traveling with my son. I am traveling in Canada with my son, okay. with my family. Yeah. So it's it's because there's nothing that we can possibly think of that we're separate from mm-hmm. except by the separation that we create and where it is naturally easy to create separation. Losing weight, I have this one all the time, people want to lose weight. I'm like, no, 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 you know, what is your, oh, I feel so good in my body, oh, 58 kilos or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's way easy to say, oh, I need to shed some pounds, I'm so fat. That That's a real that's a very normal way to manifest and you get more of feeling fat in your, you know, it's, yeah. it's a really subtle clarity, which is totally focused on thinking from the end as opposed to seeing this as a bucket list trip. <laughs> Cause you, you are in, you know, from, from manifestors point of view, you're in Canada now enjoying being on, you know, home soils Mm. with uh, people who are close to you with your family enjoying all of the sounds and the smells and the tastes and the the joy and the pleasure of being in Toronto and then in Canada can you can you see the difference a little bit and yeah yeah the difference well I Yes. And I see, you know, like I'm seeing a lot of it is around like, I guess, reunion or connecting with friends. Mm. And so that's what I was bringing to mind. No, that was really fun. I like that. You were talking, I was picturing it in my mind. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so it's there, you're there now. 
<laughs> and the, the that is the that is the difference of super manifesting is that you're embracing it now in this moment. Mm. And it's the 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 moments on the moments that actually make it happen really fast. Because it literally could happen like, you know, this afternoon. Mm. Uh, in, there's any new number of ways the universe could align you with the where you are in your being. It's just that we're not used to talking about it or thinking about it or seeing it. Yeah, in that in that present stance uh, or yeah. tense, because normally it's like I really want to do this, and then we go straight to the how or the how it's not possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like I'm my own worst enemy on this particularly around, uh, you know, and all of us are, you'll be really amazing at manifesting anything and it just goes bang like that. Anyone who's Sagittarius, they I call Sagittarians the natural super manifestors. So anyone with those Sagittarius points, they click their finger, click their fingers and go to bed and whatever they're thinking. Yeah, that's the point, right? Can you talk about yeah. that a bit? Because when we started this conversation, you said, you know, we create our own reality. And a lot of people would be like, no, this happened to me and that happened to me. There would be some resistance, I'm sure. But manifesting can be, because we're so powerful, you know, where, where whatever you focus on festers, you know, for example. So if you're focusing on this amazing vision of this incredible thing you want to do, be, or have, well, amazing. But if you're focusing on something that you hate, that's bothering you, that well, that's just what you're going to get more of. Is that is that the case? There's a little bit about that. There's, but we have these dual, like we do. What I'm saying is, you have the areas you're good at to show you that you're good at those areas. You're actually great at. Everyone can super manifest, but it's just that very few people choose to, and very few people choose to do it consciously. And if you don't do it consciously, those unconscious blocks from your childhood are what are creating the resistance. So in your case, you, you know, with Canada, you'll be saying, well, Canada's over there and I'm here right now and I've been living here for 27 years mm -hmm. and to get back there, I've got to do planning and work. And well, that actually isn't the way that it works from mm -hmm. a universal level, but it's just that we're programmed and it's that those programs that provide the resistance. Mm -hmm. The great thing is if you're one of those people that is, if you have one area of your life where you manifest spectacularly, and it doesn't even matter if it's good or bad, at least you know if you can do it in a really extreme way, that you can do it in another area in a really, really easy way. Mm -hmm. And I think I was, you know, like the parking angel was probably something that most of us most people, when they consciously set a desire to get a car park right outside the supermarket, can manifest a, a car park quite easily because we don't really have a lot of resistance around that. Mm -hmm. But to manifest a million dollars so that you can make decisions or millions of dollars so you can make decisions for yourself and be free and, you know, we are separate from that because we're programmed into, you know, from our early exper experiences to believe money doesn't grow on trees, you got to work hard all your life and then you die. You know, we, people like us don't have money. We live in New Zealand. There's a recession. Bloody, mm -hmm. bloody, blah. It goes on and on. So it, it's, that that is what most of us work with all of the time. Yeah. So I guess the key is not, not tapping into that and just allowing the possibility of what could be. And like you said, focusing on, the vision of what we actually desire or what we're aiming to create. Yes? 
being very clear, thinking from the end, and then using your slow brainwaves or your Mm -hmm. meditation to break up your everyday programmed thinking, which keeps you stuck in the how and the do. Yeah. And the the lack of clarity and mm. the uh, you know all of the stuff that we're mostly used to. It's 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 what we've been running our whole lives. It's what everyone else is doing. It's like you know how often do you have people who are just running around going, "Oh my god, I've just done this. Ah, this is so incredible." You know, come join me and drink bubbles in the park. Or my you know my slogan is "Ruin Art Every Day" because I love the French champagne runa and, you know, runa every day kind of sums it up for me. We were having, we were having drinks in the hot tub and that was, that was amazing. You Um, know, I agree with you and it is quite different, right? Having a bucket list or having a vision board. mm. I mean, and I, I love both of those things, but it's like, you gotta go deeper than that, Mm. you know, to really connect with what you desire and how it's going to feel and to imagine yourself actually having it like you were doing with me with the Canada example. Mm. and breaking it's already it's already you're already there it's here now thinking from the end is really hard because we we create separation Mm -hmm. because we've always done it and and it is really hard to think of anything well actually I think the other thing which is another uh you know passionate uh uh, goal of mine is get to people is, is to work with people to actually get them to expand what they think is possible. Yeah. Like, you know, we play small. Yeah, blow up your bucket list and your vision board <laughs> to expand it. Mm. You know, what happens if it was a worldwide trip for, you know, where you're flying first mm-hmm. class? Um, yeah. You know, and these things are there and yeah. it, they happen just like that. Actually, I got to tell it's probably not, it's probably, you probably don't want to hear this, but I actually have, we have a family world class trip around first class world trip tickets and no one in my family can agree to go we're all like we don't want to go traveling <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's just like I say to people and they're like are you weird I'm like no none of us want to get together <laughs> you, you don't mean we can't agree on where to go you mean like we just don't want to go no, we don't. And well, my husband's a pilot. He definitely does not want to get on a plane. So, oh, no. you, you know, this is the weird stuff. He's like, like let's oh, just stay home, honey. If I wanted that, if I wanted to yeah. go around the world and travel first class, I would just be like thinking about it nonstop why mm. it wasn't happening. Mm-hmm. But now that I can't, you know, now that it's there, it's like, oh, yeah, ho hum. So, well, I guess that highlights different dreams for different people. Not everyone's yeah. going to want the same thing. Exactly. Um, all right. So I'm going to, I'm going to ask you, <laughs> I am going to ask you about your bucket list. Um, but before I do that, is there anything else you want to share around, um, well, super manifesting or, in, or just a general message for Kiwis for what do you think that we, what, you know, what do you see coming down the, down the road? What do you think that we, it would be helpful for us to consider or think about, or any other message for New Zealand before I ask you about your bucket list? Yeah, I think. I'm passionate about love and peace and I think that my the the fundamental core I know I talk about all these other things these fancy things but at the at the core of it it's just love for ourselves love for our planet and love for our families there's not really much more love for our love for the time that we are in the cosmos here on Papa Tuanuku now 
But it's, uh, yeah, the love and the peace and the peace is up to us. Peace is up to us to create and not to see it in terms of the contrast of what's going around us, but just really to bring more kindness, more love, more peace to ourselves and to everyone around us. And that is easier said than done. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds wishy-washy, but it is hard to be a loving, peaceful being. It takes practice and commitment. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my message for Aotearoa <laughs> and mm. our government, <laughs> if we ever get one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hope they're listening. Um, I think also, though, some of the practices you've talked about today, which empower us to be more present, but also connecting with what we're the the power of our ability to create what we desire that Mm. does help us to be I think more loving and more peaceful which so it is all interconnected it is all interconnected (laughs) it absolutely is (laughs) if you do have something hypothetically if you had something on your bucket list (laughs) which obviously is not world travel what would it be (laughs) uh well, there's a bit of galaxy travel, but no, I do have, it's not a bucket list, it's a, it's a, a really big passion, and that is to uh, write number two book about mm. southern sky astrology, and I really, really, that is a big, 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 uh, uh, I was going to say challenge, it's a big joyous task for mm. me to re-correct and to, to get people, because I spend a lot of time saying, look up at the stars, because it is different in Aotearoa. It is different from New Zealand. So being able to articulate some of that wisdom and weave together the kind of uh, cosmo- Māori cosmology with Western astrology and make it make sense. Mm. <laughs> that is world travel for me <laughs> because it yeah. will require a lot of times thinking and sifting through those ideas and bringing them together. And uh, But, you know, we all have challenges that we want and tasks and love tasks, I should say, not challenges. So do you see how hard it is to check to actually super manifest all the time? Well, I think you just catch yourself, don't you, when you rephrase. <laughs> A joyous task, indeed. <laughs> A joyous bucket task. I was like, no, I don't know. Uh, uh, I think that that sounds amazing. <laughs> it sounds amazing, and that's the thing with the, you know, a bucket list or something that you want to create. You, I can see in your face, you know, the energy when you talk about it. That that excites you, and that is, I'm sure that you will do that. And so, if anyone out there listening um, loves that topic or the idea of that, you can get in touch with Carmel, and you guys can talk all about it. What is something that you've done in the last year? I know you launched your book, but what else? Um, what is something you've done in the last year where you truly upped your brave? Mm, uh, oh, work is she moving to Auckland from the South Island? Because <laughs> I've been to the South Island my whole life, and I, we left to we left. My I hope to- we were welcoming. Oh, actually, no, because it rained for six months, oh. and. Uh, yeah, I, I've struggled with living up here because of that. It was, it's actually, I think the bravest thing, I'm not sure I'm there, is to admit in the South Island that I live in Auckland. 
I, at the moment I say waitakere and that again it's a cultural challenge for <laughs> for small mindedness of my hometown yeah but, uh, you know that that uh, that has has takes some bravery to say yeah I live in Auckland interesting I used to speak at a lot of events many years ago before the COVID thing and I used to hate it when they would introduce me as being from Auckland and then I feel like I had to explain because, yeah, there is a funny little perception and I wouldn't ever say I'm from Auckland because I lived in Timaru and I lived in Marlborough Sounds and I lived in Christchurch and I lived in Auckland. Um, anyway, it's interesting, isn't it? it? It really is. And I think that that is a, a and part of that bravery, I think, is being authentically who you are and being out of the spiritual closet being prepared to stand up and say, I live in Auckland and I am dedicated to the universe. <laughs> it takes a lot of, uh, you know, people really do look at you like with a, I'm turning, no one can see, but I'm doing the sideways glance. Mm. It is a, it is a challenge to be a conscious practitioner yeah. in, a, in a world where people just want to pay their mortgage and get them, you know, get on holiday and so I think that is yeah that there's some bravery that comes from being out of the spiritual closet yeah there is bravery but more and more there's so many people that are stepping out of that spiritual closet and um and it's it's really needed it's just helping us to live and connect on a deeper level and just feel better Mm. that's the main thing I think if you feel like they're is something more to being alive and there is something more than just being part of you know a society where you have a defined role that pretty much is defined by your birth and your race and your color and your religion to actually know that there's this space for growth and learning and challenge and curiosity and fun and you know, super manifesting, <laughs> the secret. <laughs> well, you should definitely come to my networking club sometimes. When people come along, they go, oh my goodness, I feel right. These are my people. I feel right at home. You will feel right at home with my people. Let me know. <laughs> um, what is coming up for you in the next six months? I know you're doing a lot of sharing about your book, but what else is coming up for you in the next six months and how can people connect with you online and where can they get the book if they want it? Well, there's a lot coming up. Uh, I'm I'm launching a couple of programs next year, and I am wanting to be back in the group space. I used to do a lot of group hypnosis work, Mm. and COVID was a challenge for us all with screens. So I'm really looking forward to actually connecting face-to-face because there is something so beautiful about us actually joining hands together and, you know, dancing around and... and, um, and being present with each other in a physical way. Uh, so that is coming up. And probably the best way if people are interested in connecting with me would be on Instagram. I'm pretty active on Instagram as Super Manifesta. <laughs> <laughs> That's been a big love of mine to mix manifesting with manifestoring and mm-hmm. manifestaring. Oh, wait, so how are we spelling it? With a manifestar? Manifestar. Okay. <laughs> I will put the link on the replay page, but people can go to Instagram and look you up. 
Where else? Are you on Facebook or is there a website? I have a website, which is manifestersunite.com. And I'm also on YouTube as Manifestors Unite. And sometimes we play football. What do you mean? <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> the name was a the name was a play on Manifestor <laughs> Manchester United. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Unite. <laughs> Sorry, really bad. That's like a dad joke. That's no, like, I'm not. I'm not really a sporty person. <laughs> Neither am I. <laughs> I do like circles. <laughs> that is funny. Um, okay, so that's how they can find you. And your book is on Amazon. So if they look up the title of the book, they should be able to find it. Yes? Yeah. Super Manifesta Manifest the Secret in You. Amazing. The Secret in You. And is that in paperback as well as uh, ebook form? It is. Okay. It is in paperback and it is in, in, in Kindle book. And next year it'll be in audio and as an audio book. Yay. So yeah. you're voicing it? Yeah, I am. Oh, I've cool. half recorded it. Nice. And uh yeah, I'm just waiting to finish that. And actually, probably best as I gotta say, best as an audio because there are hypnosis uh parts. There's about 22 of them where I where there are many hypno. Hip, you know, hypnosis scripts. Or they could do both. They could get the paperback and then they could do a little read along. Yeah. <laughs> and listen Absolutely. to it while they read it. <laughs> that sounds good. Um, so, Carmel, we've had such an interesting conversation about super manifesting. Is there anything else you'd love to share with our audience before we say farewell? Oh, just this little fuckatoki. So, in my culture, we seal off a, a high intentional exchange with either a karakira, a prayer, or a whakatoki. And a whakatoki, which I particularly love, which has a lot of resonance, is aroha mai, aroha atu. And that means love given is love returned. Love received is love given. So that's a resonance with that that I'd like to share. Thank you so much. Well, we accept your love and we return it as well. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today. Thank you so much for having me. It was brilliant. It was absolutely uh, a delight to be with you, Natalie. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for listening. We'd love to hear your thoughts and reflections. You can send a text, 2057, or email us, inbox at realitycheck.radio. You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio.